They're coming to get you, Barbara. You're still afraid. Stop it! You're ignorant! Hi, and welcome again to Night of the Living Academic Podcast. I'm Caitlin, and I welcome all horror films, even the misfits, into my heart with open arms. And this is Matt, and I have room for horror in my heart as well, but I'm a little bit more critical of looking at films because, Caitlin, I have a thing called standards. Oh my god. And this is episode number eight. If you're just joining us, welcome, and if you've been following along, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for joining us again. It is a continuation of our month of October where um, we're celebrating the spooky and when Caitlin's powers are greatest. So Mm -hmm. for this month, we cover one movie a week as opposed to every other week. And these movies are either directly Halloween related or generally have a really strong fall autumn vibe to it. Yes, they are hand selected by moi. Yes. Um, And this first, well, it's not really first. Technically, I guess Joker was our first one, even though Joker, I guess, is not really fall or Halloween. But it came out at the start of October. We were really like going full force on evil clowns. So it just felt Mm. right. But this episode is going to be covered. Haunt, which is a movie that came out this year and definitely has that Halloween flavor. Yes, very Halloween. If not explicitly on Halloween itself. Yeah, and it is. uh, So Halloween. It's directed and written by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, just to give like a a quick little intro, because there's some Mm -hmm. important names tied to this film. So Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who wrote and direct Haunt, they also um, wrote A Quiet Place, And Eli Roth is a producer on this film, one of the major producers, I Mm -hmm. guess. I don't really understand the levels and layers of being a producer, but his name is on the poster, I suppose, because he's a famous. And, you know, as I've said on our Cabin Fever episode, I'm a big Eli Roth stan, so that caught my eye when I was trying to figure out a good movie to add to our October list. Mm-hmm. And it's also the the problem is I thought this was going to be easily streamable by the, by this week when we needed to cover it. It was on Amazon Prime to stream, but of course they had to take it down right when we were about to watch it to record yeah. this. So apologies if that was hard for you to watch before this episode. And it's going to be on Shudder on the 24th. So if you don't mind spoilers, I would say, you know, just listen to our episode, then catch it on Shudder on the 24th. Or if you do, you know, maybe watch, wait for that and then listen to this episode then. Sure. But in general, I don't think this is a movie that is going to rely on its twists or anything yeah, too no. much. So yeah, there's no I real think you're spoilers. relatively spoiler friendly. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like exactly what you think is going to happen in this movie pretty much yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll start with some horror news before we dive into our film this week. First of all, I wanted to talk about on Netflix, there's a French horror television show that we've been getting into called Marion. or Marion. 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 And it's... Sentence, maybe. Meh. It's just a name. (laughs) We're allowed to do a French accent. Sure. So we're watching it. It's really good. I don't know if you want to say anything. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, I think it's pretty high quality production and pretty smartly filmed and edited. I think I'm not, we're three episodes in, I'm not totally engaged in like the way I was for Haunting of Hill House, for example. But I'm committed to finishing it up. I I don't know. There's no obvious flaws for me yet, but I'm just not quite there and being in love with it. Yeah, I agree. It's not, there's something, and I don't, and again, I'm with you, like, I don't know what it is because I like everything about it. Right. But yeah, I don't feel like I need to watch the next episode. Maybe because there's no, like, real mystery or cliffhanger. We know it's a demon and... We right. know who's the demon. Not quite sure what's about the, it. Yeah, what about the format's not getting us. Yeah. But I don't think we're giving up just yet, so no, hopefully we'll have not. an update once we finish off the series. I think we could probably chat about that yeah. in the podcast a little bit more. And I mean, for now, I'll say um, I really like the fact that the main character is a is a female who's not likable, and yet she's our protagonist hero, is something you don't always see. Right. Um, so I really appreciate this, like, unlikable woman character. <laughs> sort of refreshing in a strange way. And I also really like how Stephen King-esque it is. Stephen King tweeted that Marianne is very 
has a Stephen King flavor. Right. Um, and I definitely agree. We have like this horror fiction writer who's got an alcohol problem going back home to yeah. her like coastal town. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, parallels there. Yeah. And um, the other little bit of horror news uh, I wanted to mention, especially since we covered the Joker film last episode, John Carpenter, I think last week, maybe this week, I don't really know. He released a single series Joker comic for Year of the Villain, and it's just called Joker. And I enjoyed it. I'm not a big comic book fan at all. I used to be when I was a kid, but nowadays they just don't hold my attention. Mm-hmm. But this one, I, I I personally had fun with it. It was okay. It, it definitely had some gore, some kills. Didn't love the... Uh, I guess, spoiler, didn't love a dog being shot. <laughs> didn't love that. Right. But it did shock me. Yeah, I don't, I, I read it too. And I don't know, it was like a really tiny vignette. I, yeah, not like didn't, didn't rob me of my time or anything. Cause it literally took like less than 10 minutes to get through, but yeah. uh, nothing I was floored by. And certainly not anywhere close to the attitude of the Joker movie or any of mm-hmm. that kind of portrayal or telling of the Joker. This is, I guess, yeah, I guess a little bit more traditional Joker, comic book so. Joker. Yeah. I, I haven't um, too much experience with that myself. Though. Yeah, he's like very in command of everything and like overly confident, I guess, which is very right. different from the Arthur Fleck. Right. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be telling people to go run out and read this or anything no. like that. I mean, I, I liked, this is definitely pretty gory. There's like a lot of, there's a high kill count, I'd say. I don't really know if there's anything clearly John Carpenter about it, but um, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed my time. So just moving on, our beer today. So again, we're for the month of October, we are only drinking pumpkin beers or pumpkin ales. For this episode, we are drinking Montauk Brewing's uh, or Montauk Brewing Company's Pumpkin Ale. That's about all I have to say before I open it up. I just got the can here. I'm looking for info. They don't really include a lot of info on this, but, you know, Montauk, we're from Long Island. This beer is from Long yeah. Island, so that's, that's fun. Yeah, it's nice that uh, we could, whenever we can get towards more local beers. Yeah, so, so popping it open. Hmm. I never know what to say in this section, but because I'm not like an actual beer connoisseur. <laughs> But I will say, this is definitely, so nothing's beat pumpkin yet, but this is actually the closest other pumpkin I've had that's come close to a pumpkin. It's got a lot of spices to it, which is what I look for in Mm. a good uh, pumpkin ale. I definitely agree. This one, more than some of the other pumpkin Mm -hmm. beers, Rosemary Baby last week, this has more spice flavor. Yeah. Less hoppy than the others. Yeah. But I look for spice in my pumpkin. This would taste really good with one of those cinnamon rims. rims. I love those. It's a shame that more bars aren't doing that. I know. Well, cheers, Montauk. Cheers, everyone. And cheers to you all. So let's get started with Haunt. Matt, you have our plot summary. Yeah, so Haunt is a fairly simple movie to explain. It focuses around Harper, and she is a college student in a very middle America college town. Along with her group of friends, they are kind of bored of the normal Halloween scene of bar hopping and going to different house parties or whatnot. So they go out and look for a haunted house to spend their Halloween. And they stumble upon an extreme haunted house. So once inside, horrors slowly become reality as they realize the house is actually set up to be like a Saw-esque murder (laughs) tour set up uh, i think that's how mm-hmm. i explain it and it's run by a mysterious and sadistic little mini society of operators who are clearly enjoying themselves from the torture they are putting their guests through so the friends they are picked off one by one and our main protagonist harper seeks a way out anything important i might have missed no, I think you did a good job. I especially liked how you brought up that it's it felt like a saw esque right. build, I guess. Right. Because no, I was I was thinking like while I was building my notes for this episode, I kept almost writing survival game horror and then crossing that out because it's not really no. But I but could definitely see vibe. why you get that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the game is literally just to survive but there's no no clear rules no clear rules but there is a element of 
puzzle or mm-hmm. or you know finding your way out. Yeah, so. and there is literally an escape room section of this right. haunt. Right. Slash movie. But other parts of it did seem yeah. very saw. Yes. Yeah. All right, cool. So I guess then we can jump into our reviews. Yeah, sure. Do you uh, want to go first? Usually I uh, go first. Yeah, I'll go first this time I like, around. Yeah, let's switch it up. So for Haunt, I felt like, especially for the first two acts, I was really thoroughly impressed about how solid Haunt was. And, you know, I don't say that lightly. <laughs> yeah. It definitely does not deviate far from traditional horror formulas like even the way the group is set up and just kind of how things are sprung into motion but it does so really confidently and earnestly which i found refreshing because i think a lot of indie horrors of this like caliber Mm -hmm. does have like this smirky self-awareness to try to like excuse itself for not being like super high quality this does not do that it takes itself seriously and it doesn't try to find an excuse for flaws it might have, like I've seen in other horror movies. I think, though, for better or for worse, and I actually think it's for better, that the movie sets itself up with a very manageable bar. It's not shooting for the stars of something super clever or super smart. But because of that, I think it's a really smart thing because the main conceit is really capturing the feeling of, first of all, being in a haunted house, an extreme haunted house. And then secondly, being in an extreme haunted house where things are turning on you. Uh, mm-hmm. And then capturing that panic, confusion, and terror for all of those things. And I think it does it really, really well. Like, it's really dead on of, like, capturing all those fears and terrors. Unfortunately, I think they do add in a lot of loftier plot points and externalities to the story. And that really bogs it down in the third act and all these loose ends i felt were either really unengaging or kind of downright baffling of why they were put in there in the first place so i really think we would have had a strong movie if it weren't for all that bloat in the end though in terms of a movie that creates really visceral feelings of terror and and fear i think it did an amazing job doing that so for the most part i would recommend this movie uh i did thoroughly enjoy it but of course it's far from great cinema <laughs> okay <laughs> i had to say that you don't have to say that yes things. we'll talk about it we'll talk okay. about it. so my review so again i chose this for a few reasons number one halloween vibes were very clear just from the poster the title the mere like uh, plot summary you could find on imdb i also chose it for eli roth's name and to be quite honest it's connection to a quiet place because i liked a quiet place a lot And I also chose it because a lot of people on Twitter were talking about how good Haunt was. And, you know, I thought it might be nice for us to bring in, like, this uh, real indie low-budget horror film. A little bit of a change from Joker, I guess. But all this considered, I wasn't expecting this movie to be as good as it was. (laughs) I almost feel like this is one of those movies that had no, like... It had no right to be as good as it was. <laughs> I th- I sort of chose it just to bother Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought it could be that bad? Or, or... Yeah, I thought it was going to be a horror movie that like I enjoyed, but mm-hmm. that you were going to just like hate. Right. So yeah, I was really impressed, and I was really pleasantly surprised with how good it was. I liked that, yeah, it wasn't trying to be overly smart or like commentating on any sort of like societal whatever which I do like in some horror films, but I appreciate that this one was just here for the scares and really great kills, I thought. Really interesting, um, like, set pieces and, and designs, too, for these rooms and, like, the way that the kills were executed was really interesting and fun to watch. And But what was, like, the biggest part of it for me, the biggest win, was its ability to build atmosphere, which seems similar to what you were saying. Because mm-hmm. it was all about that atmosphere. It was all about the suspense and the tension. And, and like you were saying, that feeling of being in a haunt or a haunted house and sort of realizing that things are going off the rails and almost feeling like, I don't know, I almost felt like while I was watching it, I had to con- constantly consider what I would be doing in the situation. Mm-hmm. And it was making me feel like oh, I would feel so guilty or like, not guilty, but like mad at myself for going in there in the first place, which was really good that like I wasn't just sitting there and just like mindlessly enjoying. I was, I was definitely 
put in this in this atmosphere that they were trying to build. And I, it's like you, I wrote the the they didn't have these cheesy jokes that were are so common. And sometimes, again, sometimes I like them. But they didn't even do that. And there was one character in this movie that easily could have been turned into, like, stoner Joker dude. But instead, he was, like, almost, like, cruel to the people who worked in the haunted house right from the start. So it was a totally different character from what we're used to seeing or what I'm used to seeing, at least. And I really appreciated that, that it just went straight for atmosphere. It wasn't um, getting distracted by this sort of potential cheesiness that they could have fell on. Or even, like, meta it could have right. been a lot more meta, and it didn't even do that, which I really liked. And I also really liked how much they didn't explain the villains. They just they gave us, like, just enough and then left it as sort of, like, a mystery. Like, I'm still right. sort of left not 100% if there was anything supernatural or not with them. I'm leaning towards not, but they sort of opened the door to that possibility. And again... Major Halloween vibe, which I really like, especially this time of the year. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I was tense through most of it. Right. Great. Yeah. Good good job. All right. So it sounds like we're mostly in agreement here, uh, which is, you know, uh, somewhat rare. But yeah. especially, especially, and I think this might be the first time we're in agreement of why something is good. Mm-hmm. And I want to focus on that because this is a movie where both of us are saying like the same connotations of we were impressed and pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And I think for me, right, when watching genre films is I can love a genre film when it knows its role and it knows its lane and it doesn't try to get above it, right? And so there is a ceiling Mm -hmm. where this is not going to be great, great cinema, right? Because there is a ceiling to what it's trying to do. There's no social commentary. Not right. that I'm saying Grayson has that social commentary, but it's not like innovation in cinema, sight right, or right, sound. Right. But it set its bar very manageably. Yeah. And it hits it all most of the way through mm-hmm. uh, and does it really well. And I think part of that is the fact that a lot of the movie and the main conceit in the movie is trying to capture what it's like to go in an extreme haunted house. Mm-hmm. As if you, and you kept on saying yourself that putting, you know, you were imagining yourself there and I was doing that too. So the movie really did a fantastic job of putting you in there. And I think it really helped that all the characters were not idiots. Right. Yeah. They were all very, both vulnerable, but also brave at times, scared at times. Reasonable. Reasonable. Although I will say again, like I felt... At the start, when they were first going to the haunted house, and there was like the like a, there was a clown guy, and he seemed to be there to take their tickets or whatever, but he wound up having them sign their right. names and put their keys and cell phones into a lockbox. They didn't have to pay to go into the haunted house, so that was like my first thing that I'm like, isn't this like raising any red flags right. that you didn't have to pay to go in here? And then later, there were a few times where they would pick up a weapon to fight back, especially mm-hmm. our final girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was her name? Harper. Harper. Um, pick up a weapon to fight back. And then once they were done with the fight, immediately drop the weapon yeah. and move into the next room. Well, And I- that was really it. Otherwise, I agree that, like, yeah, they're reasonable, like, pretty relatable. And then also, yeah, there was some, like, meanness I felt. They were, like, right. a little rude, like, touching things in the haunted house right from the start. That right, was- but that's kind of, you know, not... So out of the realm of college kids, I think. Sure. Right? Just a little bit uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sacrosanct. Well, I do want to uh, specify, though, that by your complaints, what you, you mentioned as the flaws, I, I see too. Mm-hmm. But that's probably like the third act. Yeah. And I want to get to that in a little okay. bit because I do think there are many, many flaws in the third act. Mm-hmm. And I think I, it, I wouldn't say the movie falls apart. But it kind of gets close to falling apart a little bit for me mm-hmm. uh, and erasing all the good the first two acts did. Um, but, I, you know, I just wanted to say yeah, that just all, my, all my praises yeah. falls into when their first, the you know, very pretty quick introduction to the characters and, and getting to where they needed to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is the first act. And yeah. then also, you know, introducing to very sh- playing it very straight of them mm-hmm. just being in an extreme haunted house. Right? Yeah. 
And first couple of rooms, it's just like, just, it was too yeah, scary. It's too terrifying. Yeah. But it was like, nothing was happening to them outside yeah. of them being in a regular haunted, uh, a well done haunted yeah. house. But that's what I, I thought that was really smart too. I think the, yeah. the, the screenwriting of this movie was really well done for a lot of reasons. But one of them is sort of what you were saying too, that they knew their threshold. They knew what type of movie they were making. And I think even just considering the budget, the choice to put this in an extreme haunted house that's sort of like off the beaten track type haunted house right. that seems sketchy. It's such a smart way to make something so creepy with with a small budget because right. then they're able to get like cheap looking skeletons and lighting and it all fits really well and, right. it, and it added to the to everything. Um, so yeah, I thought that was just like a really smart yeah. move. I think, you know, there's no flaws in... Uh, film you know, sight and sound of yeah. that i think it was pretty spot on which you know you heard me complain about terrifier of like how it things didn't it, things look cheap and like i didn't like the cinematography at all mm-hmm. could you see now the difference where oh i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not saying that haunt is exceptional it's just that terrifier was they're probably a similar bad, budget right probably. but probably although i guess eli roth is backing this one so yeah i don't know but um but you did notice that like terrifier and to uh, an extent saw like looked worse than this movie did but i feel like both terrifier and saw sort of had a look that they were going like it felt like there's like an overlay of like green or blue or, or something like, do you know what i mean like there's yeah. like a, col- a specific well, coloring to both of those movies yeah there's a tint but Haunt isn't really doing that sort of tint mm. coloring. And I, I mean, wonder if that has to do with it. If they were going for a tint, it didn't execute <laughs> it greatly because, uh, I, you know, it just looked cheap to me. It looked like a set, cheap sets. Where Haunt just looked like what you would find in a normal theater release production. Block, not mm-hmm. blockbuster necessarily, but it but looks But that's normal. why I think this is a smart move because they could use a cheap set and it like it's passable. Right. Whereas, I guess, I mean, Saw should be cheap looking too. It seemed terrifying. They just like in an filming in an warehouse, yeah. right? Like, so they didn't have to that's like... That's why, like, I don't understand. It's supposed to be cheap. Mm. I don't, I don't agree. No, not, not like cheap in the sense of like, oh, they're using cheap props, but I think just the cinematography choice, mm. it might have to do with like the blend of the lighting and, um, right. contrast That's what that I they think. do post, like they made it yeah. weird decisions. Yeah. If Haunt was at a similar budget, Haunt mm-hmm. did it much better. Yeah. To me. Fair enough. I mean, I prefer no tint, but, right. <laughs> but I, I also like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I like, don't really tints- know enough about, this technical side to really like me neither but like tints matter like look at all david finch's uh, right. fincher's movies they all have that greenish tint right, right, right. And, and but he's doing it like <laughs> wisely and on purpose and and executing it well mm-hmm. so i think terrified maybe would have gone has gone for it went for that but just didn't execute it as maybe. well maybe i don't know but now we're just delving too much back into past movies without <laughs> focusing on um haunt. well wait what was i uh da, da, da. Let me pause this. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to just say, because you sort of brought this up in what you were saying, that, yeah, I feel like this really could have had a wide release. I'm surprised that they didn't in a way because of, like, the fact that they had Eli Roth and the two guys who did uh, Quiet Place. I'm surprised with those names attached, even with the low budget. I'm surprised it didn't have a wide release. Especially, like, it's a Halloween movie. I feel like that's a real easy sell. I I agree. Like, this, I wouldn't have been unhappy seeing this in the theaters at all. Um, it did feel like a theater-ready release. Um, so I was surprised how it didn't get that backing. Yeah, but. especially with, like, I, I'm seeing a lot of internet support for it, too. Mm-hmm. So it definitely would have had... But honestly, I mean, you know, that's why I got on your radar in the first place, right? Right. Because people were Word talking of mouth. about it. And I guess we we're in general agreement with that consensus. Yeah. Too. Um. Oh, yeah. So I have um, a little thing I noticed that I want to hear your thoughts. This may anger you. I don't know. Okay. I'm ready. So while we were watching this, I was thinking about Midsummer. Midsummer a little bit. Another offensive accent. (laughs) My Swedish. Midsummer. That's the way it's written. It tells me to say. No, it's just spelled Midsummer. But okay. We can do your best Swedish chef accent. So. So I was thinking about Midsummer a little bit while watching it because 
I, I mean, I wonder if this is just sort of like in the zeitgeist right now, but it's it seemed like this is like the low budget version of of what Midsummer was doing a little bit because we have this um, main character, this main female character who's who's in a, an abusive relationship, has major trauma with her family um, that she's in the process of going through, and. It, and in a lot of ways, it's that trauma and that abuse has alienated her from her friends. And there's even that whole mm. setup with her roommate. Like, there's like this very clear divide between them. Um, and she's clearly very lonely in her feelings. And yeah. then it takes this like going to this off the beaten track community um, and going through this sort of horror Um in order to come out okay in the end or like to, to sort of find happiness and find a community. Like in this case, she finds it with that baseball guy. Right. Um, and then it also in the end too, like she sort of turns into the horrors too. Like she has that home alone revenge <laughs> yeah. against right. the evil clown. So I was thinking like, I, I don't know. I wonder like if this is sort of going for the same thing but on a lower scale and like yeah were you thinking midsummer at all i was not and i 100 percent see the parallels but i also think you're doing a huge disservice to midsummer <laughs> by comparing <laughs> oh what midsummer did to what haunt did because well, like i said this is the lower budget edition of like a similar this, this was theme all right so i wasn't gonna jump into my critiques and okay. flaws of it but I think that whole side plot or really it should have been like the, the thing what Midsummer did is it actually was kind of the main plot. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. But this treated it as a side plot mm-hmm. and it felt like that and it did not feel anywhere developed. Like I think you're – if people are watching Haunt and expecting <laughs> what you're saying based on like the way you described it, they're going to be sorely disappointed because I don't think it even comes close to developing – it in the way Midsummer did. Right? I, I mean, I, think I agree all with those that. scenes yeah. were like almost throwaway scenes, throwaway <laughs> abuse, throwaway boyfriend, throwaway <laughs> throwaway boyfriend, throwaway throwaway <laughs> ending. In general, I do see the parallels, mm-hmm. but I don't think the execution was anywhere close to being well defined or worthy of praise. Let's just sure. say that. I guess so. I definitely think Midsummer did it better. I'll, I'll start with that. Well, I mean, we're not even talking about better at this point. We're talking about like how. Well, Midsummer poorly... was like a sustained uh, sort of exploration of this theme of like uh, finding community after alienation. Alienation, yes, right, right. Right. But here, I think I think you're right. I think the the. This topic comes up at like the beginning and the end of the movie, and in the middle, it's sort of forgotten Mm -hmm. and it doesn't come back really until she's in the escape room room and it's like designed i guess like her childhood bedroom and she's reminded of that when she's hiding under the bed she's getting like flashbacks of seeing her dad beating her mom and then coming into her bedroom and saying oh it's okay this is how parents act sometimes but i don't know i i don't know i just thought it was interesting i guess that like it felt like like they were sort of going for a similar theme and it's coming out so close to midsummer and the other thing i mean this is a little separate but i was i was getting nervous with this movie (laughs) so Just to give some context to listeners, at the beginning of the movie, we see that she has a black eye and it's, Mm -hmm. and then it's like explained that that black eye is coming from her boyfriend and her roommate, housemate, whatever, tells her uh, to break up with him and she breaks up with him via text message. Um, and, and then at the end of the movie, when they're stuck in the, in the haunt, this yeah. one of the friends, I guess the the guy dressed as a baseball player, is able to send his uh, like a location chat tag to right. this abusive boyfriend from uh, because what's, her, the boy- what's her name again Harper? Harper because the abusive boyfriend was stalking her, her in the first yeah, place, stalking her. Yeah, and so he gets this location pin, and then he's able to like drive over to the haunt and go in. And this is when this movie made me really nervous because yeah, I was thinking, was gonna, oh, yeah. my God, are they going to make this abusive boyfriend a hero? Are they going to make some weird, like, accidental statement that, <laughs> oh, it's good to have a stalker around um, because they could save you? But thankfully, no, we get to see his head squashed by, oh, by our 
what is this, our fourth evil clown? Yeah, yeah, fourth evil clown. We accidentally chose another evil clown movie, right. guys. And he was kind of, I would say, the de facto leader of, uh, yes, definitely. of that, this mini society of sadistic People. haunted house uh, operators. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then at the end, so Baseball Man and Harper leave the haunt and take the uh, abusive ex-boyfriend's car to leave. Right. So that's what also was making me think of Midsummer a little bit. Like, we're able to, like, take this abusive boyfriend and, like, watch him die and, like, but and benefit off his death But it wasn't on. even <laughs> cathartic. No. Right? It, it was pretty fast. There was no payoff whatsoever that this boyfriend died. It was almost like... I wouldn't go so far to say that we sympathize with his boyfriend, uh, the abusive boyfriend. We simply didn't care. There was mm. no developed like. Well, I he- will say there was enough that I was ner- like there was enough right. I, sympa- I was ner- sympathizing that right. I was nervous that we were going to see him as a as a hero. I, I agree with that, but I didn't care. I wasn't cheering that no. he died. Yeah, no. Right? Uh, his first of all, his death was super quick and inconsequential. He was completely mm, inconsequential. It was pretty gory, though. Uh, when they okay. he the clown drops a brick on this man's hand and then like sort of toys with him. It's no more so than any other of the kills. Sure, it wasn't like oh he's the movie wasn't punishing him because right. he was an abusive boy. That's true. He didn't have to like go through the rooms and like deal with the tension that we all dealt. Right. <laughs> so all it felt like was just he was like this weird plot device just to get them a car to lead from <laughs> but they could have just done that easily with like any other car right sure like, so that's what they could have just done the texas chainsaw massacre method which is a, a car just driving by right, and then- <laughs> exactly there's plenty of options to do yeah. it we didn't need the we didn't need this boyfriend side plot unless they were going to do a better job executing it okay but i, I don't see- know what they could have done honestly like with the ex boyfriend, if we already have this plot going, right? I don't know what to do with this ex boyfriend, really. I mean, I don't know what to do either, but I'm not <laughs> writing scripts for a living. Right? I only sure. just critique them as a hobby. <laughs> but uh, like, maybe just leave him out, leave him as a red herring. I right. guess. Would but have like, been I can see where it's bad, and it sounds like you can see how yeah. this is thoughtless and just it made me distract- nervous. Attracting, yeah. But since we're on the subject of like flaws, then. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of other things that what I called earlier in my review as like weird externalities that get introduced without it's trying to be this big moment, but there's no reason why it need to be this big moment. So one of them is Harper at the very end. She survives everything. And, oh, you know, one of her friends actually gets taken captive and the movie sets it up as the friend being like this the big boss guy, right? Wearing this big scary oh, yeah. mask. And for a while you think like, oh, this someone even farther behind the scenes who's running things and you and we s- don't know it's the friend we uh, don't know it's a friend because yeah. he's wearing a mask and then that person finally gets it goes in to presumably the movie wants you to think that it's gonna like finish off harper right but harper gets the upper hand stabs this person turns out to be this friend and i think the movie wanted it to be this like oh <laughs> look what like compared to like the mist ending mm-hmm. right or something like or like a saw it felt like it was almost like a like a yeah, torture yeah. like torture through your own actions like you've chosen to kill your friend right. sort of thing right it was like i was half expecting for that saw theme to come yeah. on and just like look what you did like yeah. look how much your hatred and anger has <laughs> broiled over that you're killing your friends there was not none of that set up mm-hmm. for it it's just like okay she killed her friend i guess <laughs> You actually called it, I remember, when we were watching. When the Grim, or like when the spooky mask guy, I was calling him Grim Reaper in my head. But when the spooky mask, what seemed like the boss, walked into the room, you're like, it's the friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was just, I mean, it, seemed, it wasn't that incredible of a twist. It didn't add anything, an ounce of anything extra to like have was, that happen. It was sad. <sighs> It was like another thing. We got a good moment where, you know, the friend was like, forgave her. Right. Right. And I like that And got the ring back to her. Because there's also like Harper's mom gave her a ring. And there's the the roommate lost the ring, but then got the ring back to her. I'm not rolling my eyes at you. I'm just like rolling my eyes that that was supposed to be meaningful to us in the movie. It just wasn't. For me, that confused me because that made me think that her mom was dead. But it turned out the mom wasn't dead. So that's like a weird... Yeah, I don't want... Well, Unless don't, was that no, like the wedding ring or something? We don't like see her family, so I don't think we know. No, because at the end, um, she's scared. She has that oh, nightmare right. that the clown kills the mom, so right. she goes home to protect mom. Mm. 
Um, so it would have, I think the ring thing would have made more sense if the mom was dead and that's like the last connection she has to her right. mom. I don't left. think it was her mom's ring. I think she said it was her grandma's ring. So I think it's oh. just a, a family heirloom that has no particular significance to the abuse. <laughs> okay. I think it's just yeah, straight up family Confusing. Heirloom. Yeah. Well, you know, again, that that's a flaw. So another flaw is just, again, it's the, like the final acts where I think the boy, not the boyfriend, but let's just baseball say baseball boy? guy. Yeah. None of the names are memorable enough except no. for the main protagonist. But baseball guy, who I liked as a character, mm-hmm. started like getting the upper hand. And I thought he had like too much power. He didn't do anything particularly special to gain behind the scenes access to figure out their maze. But he just was back there working <laughs> Attaining well, victories found, over he them. Found their like, so, like uh, control room. Right, but he did so, so by like accident, right? He just like yeah. But once you're in through. the control room, you could probably get a map or. But I don't know. I don't know if we were supposed to believe that these guys, uh, this mini society, right? Mm-hmm. Which I do want to talk about in yeah. a second. That. I mean, I'm assuming that the movie wants us to think that this is not their first time around, right? Where yeah, it, they, they've been doing they've this. They've been doing this, right? And we even see the group before. We see, like, there's, like, a stranger who gets killed by the witch mask. Right, right. But not even in this year. Right, like, yeah. It seems like, like a, yeah, a, I agree. Almost like this is, you know, because they allude to the fact that you earn your bones, like... You earn uh, your mask. Know, right. But for him to so easily accidentally stumble upon things and just put a foil to their plans <laughs> when they're supposed to be really in control and, mm. and whatever. It shouldn't have been accidental the mm-hmm. way he um, was able, they're able to one-up them. Right? right. It didn't make these bad guys look very smart. Mm-hmm. We want to believe that they're smart. We just want to believe that they're outsmarted. Right. Well, I feel like it all started, like him being able to one-up started with that ghost mask guy. Mm-hmm. And the, so basically the ghost mask guy asks, like, it, it seems for a moment like go, like everything is just, act, like, all the horrors that they've seen, like, once they start thinking that the haunt is sort of going off the rails. Right. And then this this guy in a ghost mask is like, oh, are you guys okay? Oh, your friend's hurt? Oh, that's not supposed to happen. And they turn on, like, the lights in yeah. the room. So it seems like, oh, maybe this guy is going to help him out. And it turns out he's just, like, part of the community and he's sort of toying. That's what I think this was, is that it's baseball guy sort of accidentally foil or discovers the behind the scenes access i guess i think because ghost mask uh is maybe like he's done it so many times that he's bored it sort of seemed like ghost mask was like playing with his food a little bit Mm -hmm. and maybe that was his first time playing in that way um and so that's what i think that like they were maybe just a little too comfortable that they just assumed like yeah, maybe this guy will, maybe we'll have some accidents along the way, but there's no way any of these guys are getting out of this haunt. Right, right. We took I, their uh, keys. Yeah, I I see that, but I don't know. They set it up. You kind of want them to go through the rest of it, right? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> There's a couple more rooms that the majority of the group did not get through. Uh, and I think, you know, we were supposed to believe they get start getting picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. But that's like another thing where it didn't happen, so we don't know what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like the rooms afterwards were just kind of like murder rooms, right? There's no more illusion that this was a haunted <laughs> yeah. house. Well, yeah, if you get that far, you know, right. it's right. time to die, I guess. Right. And someone did say that to Harper at one point, like, you've, or Witch Mask, I think, said no one's ever gotten this far. Oh. Um, so I think, and that might have been part of it, too, that they just didn't know what to do once someone got to that level right. but all of them got to like the level right before well there was no, like one more room, harper got pretty far far like because they didn't get into like that weird blade room they didn't get into the escape the room room yeah and i think there was another one too that was that only harper went through but i can't think of it right now well yeah no i think it was just there was like a dark room and then a blade room that followed mm-hmm. and then the uh, escape the room mm. So. The Blade Room was very creepy, and that was just straight up a murder room. Murder yeah. room. <laughs> like, there's no way anybody at that point could believe that they're just in an extreme. Yeah. <laughs> just like is that would okay. be incredibly extreme. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I so and speaking of the um, the community, I guess right. we'll go into that now. So I'm sort of on the fence on whether I totally. So what I said in my review, I liked that they gave us just a little bit of background on them, yeah. enough to make it like really creepy. 
but not enough that we know exactly who these people are. I don't know. I'm sort of wishy-washy on how much I... Because some of it was cheesy. Like, when they took off their mask. and the So the first person who takes off their mask is this is the devil mask. And devil mask takes off his mask, and he's just like an extreme body mod guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I... He looked like... Um, I, like, wanted to laugh Sith a little bit. From, uh, with the oh, Darth Maul. Darth from Maul, Phantom yeah. Menace. Except, like, not red, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, and then and then when Ghost Mask guy, there is that felt like it was going to be a whole build up too because he kept being like, "Oh, you want to you want to see what I look at my face? Mm-hmm. You want me to take off my mask?" And he took it off, and I guess it could have been extreme body mods, but it just sort of seemed like a weird demon face. Or, I think or it was something. an extreme body mod, like a lizard face. Yeah, it happened so fast, and I guess again like low budget, so they had to go fast. Mm-hmm. Like, so Devil Mask Guy, I bet that actor really has those body mods. Right. That felt I like... I wouldn't be surprised. But this one did feel like makeup, especially with how quick they, they moved when they showed it. Mm-hmm. Part of this feels very cheesy that it's like... And they kept saying things like, oh, soon I'll get my, my mask. They tell me I get my mask soon. I didn't, my new I face I didn't think or it something. was cheesy at all, to be honest. So one thing I wanted to address that you p- talked about in your review, mm-hmm. that it was ambiguous that if they were supernatural or not. Right. I 100% disagree. Like, there's no, nothing in me even begins to believe that it's supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to have that solidified, in my opinion, in order to understand how, like, why the body modifications weren't cheesy. Right. Because they're not supernatural. They're just people, but they want to believe that they're, like, uh, elevated. Right. They're monsters, right? And okay. they, they want to turn themselves into monsters. And if they were, like, supernatural and actually were monsters, mm-hmm. like, that defeats the whole purpose of the body mod. And I right. can see why that's okay. cheesy. But I think it's very much these are humans. These are yeah. outcasts. These are carnies, like carnies, gone, carnies yeah. gone wrong. Yeah. yeah right? That... And that, and you know, they want to want to be monsters, and it's like almost, I, I you know, I think I would use the word like pathetic that mm. they want to be like yeah. this, that they will, you know, oh, I I want to be a monster, and so I'll kill and stuff, but also I have to go go to a tattoo artist to get these <laughs> yeah. things done. I guess that's why I felt cheesy because I was thinking about that, but I guess you're right too, like that it it makes it sort of creepier that these are outcast people who feel this way and i guess too i was confused that it was supernatural because of um the way the ghost mask guy looked it it just Mm. seemed so intense that it it felt like like a reptilian or something and then also when the devil guy devil mask guy was touching harper's face and was like what a pretty mask yeah what a pretty mask so i was thinking like oh do they eat the faces and then their faces transform well i thought it was something like yeah they would take the skin and mm, implant and it or something them, yeah i actually it sort thought, of feels like a texas chainsaw massacre type situation well, one of the guys then. was like a texas yeah. chainsaw massacre guy although they called him zombie in the credits but yeah. he had a chainsaw and everything so maybe they were looking for his, like, uh, you know, adding to his mask collection. Yeah. But I actually thought the um, the ghost guy, his face was, like, meant to be um, someone you, like, you, you light and singe the face mm. over and over again. So it becomes, like, this weird, oh, like... Uh, like a snaky? I don't know if it's snaky, but, like, you know, I don't know. You've seen burn victims and right. your face is, like, completely smooth, right? Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah. what his whole entire face looked like. So Ugh. that's what I thought that body modification was. Okay, that's creepy. they each had different types of body modifications, yeah. right? Like... Clown had, like, scarring, like, Heath Ledger Joker, sort of. Like, his mouth Yeah, was he did, stretched. like, a Glasgow, like, yeah. Glasgow, like, cutting his lips open. Um, another guy had, like, those horns. Yeah, that was uh, devil. devil. And then... Ghost had that. But, yeah, and then we don't see the leather face, and we don't see the witch. The witch's face, sure, yeah. And vampire guy, he hasn't had any... This was, like, their one joke, I guess, their one bit of humor. So the vampire mask takes off his mask eventually and is like, no, no, guys, don't hurt me, uh, when Harper and the gang, whoever's left, come through. Mm. Don't hurt me. They they promised that I could get a new face if I did this. Yeah, um, and he was just confused of that. So, But I liked his addition because he did, was, like, the only evidence that this was, like, yeah. a grounded mini society as i I used that Mm -hmm. term before of like they're just like people outcasts i guess who are 
you know, find a bonding over this. Yeah. You know, and he's just trying to be like, yeah, maybe weird to us, but like not so weird as like Juggalos or anything sure. like that. And it, yeah, and it, I guess in this way too, it's like a little folk horror e, which yeah. uh, so it's like yeah, these outsiders coming into this very cut off from society community. Um, where the rules aren't really quite known to the outsiders or to the audience. Right. Um, and I bet, too, then, that this haunted house probably pops up in, or we're supposed to believe it pops up in different right. areas, Over. different towns. But I, I also agreed with you how the ambiguity, I think, is is good here. Yeah. Um, you know, you create your mythos of this, like, traveling yeah. troop of murder mm-hmm. uh, clowns or, or haunted it makes it way creepier yeah yeah and they're competent too at least for setting up the and engineering the um True. haunted house and you can see that like they're methodical about it right? yeah like we see blueprints that yes. like they they know what they're doing for this so mm-hmm. and the first part of the haunted house where nothing really bad happens it was pretty well designed haunted yeah. house yeah <laughs> so um i i, I did like that these bad guys. I think they were good antagonists, except onto the third act where they're just like chasing people with guns at that point. <laughs> but again, you know my thoughts about that third act in general. Yeah. So yeah, I was wondering too, just thinking about like the design of the, the house itself, did you have any like favorite room or favorite kill or like favorite moment in the haunt? Well, I turned to you during the movie and said, because I always told you, like, I would go yes. to an extreme haunted house, right? Yep. And then mm-hmm. after starting to watch this movie, I was like, nee, you know what? I don't think I can do it. Because <laughs> I was starting to get real scared. And I think what got me was the idea of going into that coffin door. Oh, yeah. Like, and you have, to, you have to be by yourself. Yeah. And you have to be isolated compressed area for even a couple of minutes i don't know if i could have handled that but i like that idea how mm. it focused like it made you have to be alone and it made you have to be in this coffin for a second i think that was a lot of the rooms were really great like the the knife room we were talking about or the blade room we were talking about that was just straight up murder room was great i really liked that part um that that they had to stick their hands through the wall and and it said guess the body parts yeah um, but it was things like spaghetti or something. I did like that olives. in like my yeah. elementary school haunted house. Yeah. But so. that's sort of why I liked it, that it's like such a cheesy, like non-scary thing, but they did such a good job making it scary because right. we, as the audience know that this is not a good haunted house to be in. It's more extreme than you think. Um, so when they're sticking their hands through those holes, it was very scary. And then, yeah, the one girl winds up getting cut with uh, razor blades or something through the hole. Right. Um, so all of that. But I think, strangely enough, my favorite parts in the haunted house here in this movie were, like, similar to what you're saying, like that coffin. It's It was those moments where they're about to move into the next room, and it's that it's that tension that this movie was really good at building. And again, you're right. It feels probably similar to the experience of going through an extreme haunt of right. like, okay, we survived that, that scare, but now I have to open this door and move into the next section. Is everyone ready? I don't right. know if I'm ready. Right. Um, right. And especially that scene when um, the roommates really hurt and they're in that room and they're thinking about going backwards or do we keep going forwards do we stay here like and they realize they're stuck like that 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 really creeped me out that they're sort of forced to keep moving right. forward closer to their own death um yeah that, that i really like that and i think to just sort of a side note and again like maybe drawing behind the curtains a little bit for why i chose this movie I'm such a chicken. I would never. I'm even though I love horror movies and Halloween. I'm a chicken when it comes to haunts. Like, I I like can't even do like a basic haunted, haunted house, house yeah. or a, a haunted corn maze or something, let alone an extreme one. However, I one of my favorite pastimes uh, in October is to go on Yelp and read reviews of haunted houses. I especially like the ones that give full details of what goes on. I also really love watching the YouTube videos of, um, people going through, uh, what's it called? McCann, McCarney, McCanny Manor, right. McCanny Manor, which is probably the most famous extreme haunted house. Right. And honestly, at this point, McCanny Manor is just sort of a like a torture right. den. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't say so much a haunted house as much as like just uh, a haunted. Yeah, well, pushing your limits. Yeah. yeah, and apparently no one has ever gone through 
completely that that haunt. So no one really knows how long it can mm-hmm. last. But anyway, so yeah, this this movie just felt really perfect for me being able to sort of experience a haunted house without actually putting myself right. through it. And I really appreciated because I've been to two haunts in my lifetime, and and that feeling, that anticipation of opening up the next door, that's like what I hate the most about going through these. And watching this movie, I was able to feel like a taste of it without it being like yeah. as awful as I feel when I actually go through it. So I, I yeah, I liked I liked dipping my toes into the haunt yeah. experience. I think it you know it really captured that element yeah. very well. So, mm-hmm. right. and I think of all like I'm thinking of other haunt. Uh, movies so like the houses houses that October built and then Hell House LLC I guess although Hell House is more like different it's diff- yeah, that that's one's a different that's a haunting haunting so but then houses that October built is also about like evil haunt workers um, I liked that a lot too but I think this one is better at capturing the actual experience of going through the haunt right right because I mean you know a good portion of the movie is yeah, just it's that. going it's through just that. yeah which yeah. I think is really smart and the other thing too that was I thought really smart sort of my last little comment I mm-hmm. guess um, besides giving us this experience of being sort of the customers walking through the haunt I liked and I know you didn't really you weren't crazy about baseball man um, getting behind the scenes access so easily but I'm glad he did because I liked also, and this I guess adds to to our view of the villains. I liked also the fact that we got to sort of see the mundane side yeah. of evil. So we got to see like their locker room and, yeah. and things like that. And I think the clown was like smoking a cigarette or right. just or having lunch or so. like there was like a microwave and a fridge and things right. back there. No, no, I, I I totally agree, and I think that added to yeah. the mythos really well that these are not supernatural guys sure yeah and especially like i'm thinking of that one scene where you know they do stick their hands into these uh black holes right right and then i don't know in your imagination when you're in that room you must think it's like going into um Mm -hmm. who knows where right and this is what like as the audience you're sort of imagining you're just imagining like i don't know the worst thing yeah um like a monster pit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see him later on in the movie pass by it, and it's just like a wooded table. With like and, a razor blade. <laughs> yeah, with like a, a dirty razor blade on there, and just like a bowl of grapes. <laughs> and it's very, but like you said, mundane. Yeah. But I did enjoy like pulling back the curtain. Yeah. Like that. I think it adds a lot to the villains. And how scary it is, too. And also like the fact, so I have a question, I don't know if you know this, but when you're a business, are you the ones who put your business on Yelp? Um, generally speaking, I do believe business have to put it on. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I thought it was sort of fun too that they're on Yelp. That they they there's like they they note that this haunted house had one review on Yelp and it was positive, <laughs> which tells me since they're killing everyone that goes through it, it was probably one of the workers yeah. who went on there or like one of their friends and like gave themselves a positive review. Yeah. So I really like thinking about. Yeah, all this like behind the scenes sort of labor or work right. that went into I feel like baiting I that. I would have appreciated a scene of uh, yes. the clown guy like has <laughs> Yelp up on his computer. Yes. And honestly, if you're going to put up a review for yourself, you should probably put up more than one because yeah. I feel like that was also a you bit of a red flag. You got to pay all these Chinese bots to uh, give you the so, or like, just pay Yelp to do Or it. pay the tattoo artists that are doing your body bots. Yeah. <laughs> you're giving them so much business. Um, so yeah, I guess I, now that I think about it, I guess the really the only thing that was making me think supernatural was Ghostface, his face, um, the comment about oh what a pretty face, but then also like I don't know was that her ex boyfriend the so at first they go to a bar that's like a Halloween party mm-hmm. and Harper goes outside in very final girl fashion like oh I can't drink and. Uh, I'm so innocent and so hurt and mm-hmm. so alone. She goes out into the alley and she sees what looks like uh like a like a wolf in right. a red cuz it seemed like the ex-boyfriend was dressed as a wolf and then she accidentally sort of dresses as red riding hood. But was that her ex-boyfriend as a wolf or was that the devil mask guy? I think I don't think it matters. Okay. It's not the devil mask guy. I okay. would say that. So that's, that was sort of, I thought it was Devil Mask Guy, which is why I was thinking Supernatural, that they're uh-huh. sort of like, 
they found their victims and they just sort of like are a pre- like a spectral presence that sort of led them supernaturally to the haunted house rather than just by accident. That's mm-hmm. what I was sort of thinking. I, you know, I, I see that too because it was serendipitous the way the heart, the sign came on. Too. Yeah. But. I don't know. It could also just be like a trap they lay to mm. to not like get because they don't want a tons of people right, there, right? Yeah. They just want like yeah, that would be random. a lot of work, right? So it just seems like you know they saw them as a random passerby, so they turn on the lights just to like catch mm. them. Interesting, so. cool. So that's pretty much all I had to say about this. Um, did you have anything left? No, um, I think uh, yeah, we had some good conversations. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, final thoughts, final review. Yeah, Haunt is a pleasant surprise. Very impressed for its budget and a, as a non-theatrical release, and we both mm-hmm. agree that it could have been. Yeah, should have been. Should have been. <laughs> so I really think it is a great example of a of a movie that understands its lane really well and can deliver on that. So it's really strong like that. But, of course, it's not without the flaws, and I think we've talked about it. And mainly it is this abusive domestic violence backstory that doesn't get fleshed out nearly enough to to deserve the screen time it got. And it wasn't written in and blended in intelligently enough to deserve it. But other than that, it's really drove my fear and terror up more mm-hmm. than a lot of horror movies I've seen in a very long time. So just for that, I got to give it a lot of credit. So out of 10 demon horn implants uh i'm actually gonna give it a 7.2 horn implants 7.2 horn implants okay yeah Yeah, i i pretty much agree with everything you had to say especially the fact that it really did bring the fear i am i've watched so many horror movies at this point in my life and since i'm writing a dissertation now i'm like and teaching a class on horror films I've maybe, like, watched too much so that it doesn't really affect me anymore, which is sort of sad. But this film, despite that, did make me feel things. And I was hiding under a blanket for a lot of it and shouting at the TV. Well, not shouting, but talking to the TV and saying things like, Oh, my God, they're not going to go. Just leave. They're not going to go in there. (laughs) And saying things like that. So because it turned me into a sort of like mushy baby, I guess, while yeah. watching, um, I have to give it a good score. And I, and again, I, lo- I loved it despite like the sort of, uh, negative things, well, mm-hmm. critiques we were saying. Despite all that, I still love it. I think those critiques are minor in, in the grand scheme of things. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 devil oh, horn body good. modifications. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I was thinking while you were talking about that review, I was thinking about my Joker review Mm -hmm. rating. And I kind of want to revise my haunt rating. In terms of pure enjoyment, I'm actually going to give it higher. I would go up to like 7.8. But if I'm objectively rating it as a movie, I think I got to go lower. And I'm going to give it more like a 6.4. Whoa. I forget what I gave Joker. (laughs) Because I think you you said (laughs) (laughs) 10.0. Excellent. Yeah, after your uh, very commitment two weeks back of utilizing this rating scale thoughtfully. <laughs> Sorry. You're just going to throw out 10. Well, I've like got my fedora on now, oh, so i got to give my Joker my 10 out of 10, baby. <laughs> okay. um, all right. Well, good. Yeah, and I, I, I had a lot of fun with this one, so I'm very happy I chose it. And I recommend if you haven't seen it yet, you definitely should. Again, if you have Shudder, and you should have Shudder, what are you doing if you don't have Shudder? Get on it. Yeah. Um, it'll be available to stream, what did I say, October 25th, October 24th? Um, well, whatever day it was, to October 24th, it'll be on Shudder to stream. So definitely, I recommend getting on that, especially in October. This is such a perfect Halloween movie to watch. It's nice and fresh and new, so it's it's a good addition if you're doing like a 31 horror movies for each yeah. day. This is a, this definitely should be on there. Big thumbs up recommendation from me. Yes, that brings us to what our next film is going to be, and I want to take this moment. I I want to ask my audience uh, to really listen into Matt's reaction when he oh, when he no. hears what movie we're going to oh, watch. It's going to be Blair Witch, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh, <I knew> it. <laughs> I don't like Blair Witch. 
And how did you guess? Boring. It's not boring. It's a beautiful, perfectly made film. It's going to be up there with Joker. So far, just Joker and Texas Chainsaw have gotten a 10 out of 10 from me. And I believe a Blair Witch will as well. Um, honestly, so Blair Witch is a classic. Please rewatch if you've seen it already before this next episode or watch it for your first time. Um, I chose it uh, before we get Matt's uh, full reaction here to watching Blair Witch again. I chose it because it's it doesn't it's not directly about Halloween. However, you can't deny how fall this movie feels. I love watching this when fall begins. You got your crispy leaves. You see how cold it is and brisk and chill. Um, plus, you know, something spooky is happening out there. Um, so that's, that's sort of my choice. It's also probably in my top five horror films, if not top five overall, at least top 10 overall film. Um, so yeah, Matt, how are you feeling about Blair Witch on the Horizon? Well, we've watched it multiple times, which is a <laughs> living hazard, uh, with Caitlin. It's just, we gotta watch it. <laughs> We haven't watched it in a while, though. Oh, yeah. Well, what? Last year? I feel like <laughs> we watched it within a year. Um, it's, it's... I'm so no good. stranger to... Move. In fact, Kaylin likes to accuse me of loving movies where nothing happens. Except when nothing happens is backed up for good filmmaking. And it's a good movie. <laughs> Blair Witch movie. is not a good movie. It's a great movie. It's not a good movie. And nothing happens. And Everything. Uh, it is a, as far as I'm concerned, a gigantic waste of time. No. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. I'll go in again with an open mind. Make me try to reevaluate how I actually feel about it. Mm -hmm. And this podcast will be uh, sort of my soapbox to convince Matt that it's a good movie. I have a hard time believing my opinion will change, but that's not <laughs> going to stop me from trying to Thank Make sure you. I keep an open mind. And what's fun is I'm going to be teaching a Blair Witch Project next week. Um, so I'm sort it's sort of fun. I'm, I'm pushing this film into many, uh, many a person in, uh, in next week. It's uh, great. I hope your kids leave you a bad rating. <laughs> I think they're going to love it. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess that's about it. We'll catch you next time. In the meantime, watch Blair Witch, please, and get ready to, uh, to listen to us chat about it. And don't forget to, uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That would really help us out, really help us to spread the word. And we will read your review just like we did Jess's last week. And also, yeah, please spread the word of this podcast yeah. to whoever you think might like listening to October, it. October, everybody wants to watch horror movies. Yeah. So good time to do it. Oh, and let us know, too, what you think about these films. If you've seen Haunt, please let us know your thoughts. If you've seen Joker or Blair Witch or any of the other movies we've covered, we want to hear your thoughts, too, and, and maybe we'll even read uh, your comments in our next episode. Okay. Thanks All for right. joining us. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye.